Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. And it's no different. This week in wrestling is gigantic. As always, we're on the road to WrestleMania. We have Progress Wrestling to talk about in the UK with special guest Glenn Joseph coming up later on the podcast. And Elimination Chamber has happened. Get ready. The pods have been opened. and Busted open. Busted shut. Busted open, busted shut. Wrestlers have been released from their pods. The chambers have been flushed, and a winner has been declared. Declared. I hope you got a full tank of gas, listeners, and you got a bunch of snacks because this is going to be a good podcast. You're going to be listening and driving safely. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they be driving safely? Because uh, I always assume people are listening in their cars. Yeah, but why are they driving safely when they're listening to us? They're not rocking their heads and head banging. That's what I picture when they're listening to us. Oh, you know, it's like, like a real rock show comedy laugh a fest a fun. Yeah. Gut bustings, just airbags blowing. Yeah, just so much comedy going on. You're cracking the window because you're swinging your head around. They see a lady next to him driving up because probably the majority of our listeners are males. And then they turn their heads and they go, they give the like the devil. But then at the same time, they stick their tongue out in between and go, blah, blah, blah. but then they drool like the big show and they go, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, oh, that's embarrassing. And then they roll down their window because the windows get all fogged up and they turn up the podcast just a little bit. And they hear the dulcet towns of us saying, hey, yeah. And right as the window comes down, it's a cop looking at him going. All right, pull your car over. Yeah, because the lady drove forward mm-hmm. and the cop pulled up and said, he's he's licking and slobbering and doing gross stuff. And then the cop said, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And then he's like, hey, what's that great podcast you're listening to? Mm-hmm. And then as she's driving off, then he starts rubbing his groin and going like, yeah, right. <laughs> wrestling fans. Uh, the cop starts masturbating to the wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. See, curtain jerks. It brings it out of you. Yeah. Brings out the jerk in you. Yeah. We're comedians living in Los Angeles and uh, reporting the news as we see fit. Uh, if you want to get the good stuff, go to Bleacher Report or the or Fox News' website or TMZ. Get a lot of good wrestling news from them. Or ask CM Punk in an airport. Yeah. If you find him, just go up to him and talk to him. Just say, hey, what's going on backstage? What are you doing? Waiting for your girlfriend? You guys still together? I mean, she's with the company, right? Hey, do you ever wear pants? I feel like all I do is see you wear shorts. No socks. Why not Coke? Why just Pepsi, hmm? Why not Coke? Cane. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not drugs? Are there any why movies? not switch your hands? Free drug. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Are there any movies you hate? Is there anything you hate? Yeah, is there stuff you like? Oh, that's a litany. That's a litany of things. That's a b- bunch of stuff. Karate chop to the throat. Yeah, Mo- Mongolian chops to the throat. Yeah, and he chokes you out. I'd love to see a Mongolian chop in a movie. Like someone legitimately do it and then either... It do- you don't have to have the head, the person's head chop off, but I think you could have their eyes cross or it could be a neck break move or blood comes out of their mouth. It seems like a Steven Seagal or a Tony Jaw move. I could see Tony Jaw like he, Tony Jaw would jump up in the air and come down on you with a Mongolian chop. He likes to do double. There's one of his movies where he did two. He did a double elbows or do, to do, a guy's or head. Or do double knees. But that doesn't like you can't do double elbows with momentum. You can't do it. Tony Jaw can. It doesn't look right. Jaw can do it. I know he does it, but it still doesn't look like it works because listeners at home, wait till you hit a red light. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking try and double elbow directly in front of you at a at a focal point with force. Uh, consider this. 
Uh, he's jumped up in the air, and he's also falling down on somebody and doing the double elbow. I mean, I would never attempt the double elbow from a standing position. You need to do the double. You need to do the Superman elbow. Okay, listeners at home, when you're at a red light, find a local trampoline, get on it, and then jump off into it, into a pool, double elbow, a big inflatable killer shark. Yeah. Do it there. Or the one of the yeah, the green alligators, but watch out for those plastic handles. You don't want to chip. You oh, don't want yeah. a tooth a chip. Yeah, you don't want a tooth a chip. You don't want a tooth a chip. No. That you don't want a tooth to chip. No, you don't want a tooth to chip. You don't want a tooth to chip. Kids, don't try this at home. Yeah, don't but, run around the pool either. But obviously, try it at home. Yeah, that's such crock of shit. The, the the shallow end of the pool is for wrestling moves. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why you have a little brother or sister. Yeah, and the lip of the pool is for stitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because bitches get stitches. That's, you know, and uh, yeah, that's why you don't tap. No tapping. No tapping. Unlike Cesaro at the Elimination Chamber. Oh, man, I wanted to see him win. No, later, later. We'll talk about the Elimination Chamber later. Why? Shouldn't we talk about that now? What? I thought we were going to talk about it later. No, we're going to talk about it now. Because you you're unfamiliar with the other I, stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm completely un- Let's talk about it later because then we can talk about it in terms of Raw and all that other stuff. All right. Well, then WWE Network has launched. Yes, it has. So Wait, can we talk about that? That's what I was holding on for that later because that goes into the other thing. But everything is attached to each other. Fine. TNA is in England. They have wrapped up their current run of, because uh, I saw all these shows. This is super weird, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about TNA more next week because that's when we have Rockstar Spud on the show. So I was saving all this because it's super weird to live eight hours ahead in the future in England, and then on top of that, I saw all of Impact. So, so not only are you from the future, but you've seen all the TV that they had. Yes, I've seen it all. I know what's happening. I know exactly what's going to go down. And it's weird because I don't want to talk about it on the show. I love TNA. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil the entire show. So what happened recently was uh, Anderson had a casket match with Bully Ray and got messed up in the eye, like got a big black eye and it's bleeding. I got a picture with him. Nice. I'll post that soon. I'll post that up. Uh, I guess I could do that this week. No, no harm in that now that it's been seen on air. Uh, Magnus has been there. Rockstar Spud's been hilarious. Uh, Abyss is Joseph Park. Joseph Park is now going to go seek help from someone else. We don't know who that is. There's all kinds of stuff going on in TNA. Oh, and one of the best things of all, guess who turned on who, Steve? Oh, man. There's so many permutations at work here. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any clues on this one. A tag team turned on itself uh from tna yes oh gosh mm-hmm. i'm gonna say no to the motor city machine guns okay i'm also gonna say no to generation me okay i'm also gonna say no to the book of ink ink <laughs> i'm also gonna say no to look at his retention here yeah it's a lot of i'm ret- i'm fucking retaining a lot uh-huh i'm like a uh, Oh boy! Another, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm, I've got great retention. That's a good. That's I'm, a good wrestling like fan a, right there, holding on to like I can hold on to a bunch of tag teams, but words that describe other words. Yeah, what are the names of my kids? Um, what other tag teams? Oh right, brother Devon, brother Ray, brother Runt, brother Sprike, um, Sting, and that's right, Gunner and James Storm. What? Gunner cashed in his not money in the bank. His feaster fired case for the World Heavyweight Championship was having a match against Magnus. Uh, craziness happened. He see Carter the third and others running in. And then the Wolves and James Storm come to the rescue. James Storm is in there. Uh, tells 
Gunner to go up for the big elbow, and then as he comes down, super kick to the face. Nice, because he threw in the. Remember when Gunner threw in the towel for James Storm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's been he's been dickish. He's mopping up the he's mopping up with revenge. Mm-hmm. Revenge right to the jaw. It was good stuff. It was good good stuff. Gunner, 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 Gunner. That's what you do with a TNA wrestler. This is what Tom Anstey and I discovered that you just. Say their name over and over again when there's no lyrics, mm-hmm. and it works for Gunner great. You just start saying his name a lot. Can you do the Kurt Angle one? Kurt Angle, 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 Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle, oh, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Angle. That's oh, the beginning. And I thought you just meant put Kurt Angle and Gunner. I'm no singer like John Laurinaitis. I can't do that or, stuff. Or uh, Jim Johnson. No, he's not. Well, he's a composer. I wonder how he's doing. I don't know how he's doing. I uh, <laughs> was it? A, it's not a good segue. But I was going to like, I almost played Fallout New Vegas the other day, and I was wondering about Jim Johnson. Are you? Yeah. Well, you're wondering about how Jim Johnson is doing. Yeah. Last time we talked to him on the podcast, he was not doing well. He's, no, he, he thinks we live in an apocalypse where there's zombies and things like that. that the only thing is the music can keep them at bay. Yeah, he thinks the music that these authoritative people are telling him to compose is keeping all these zombies at bay and he hasn't seen his family in years. Well, then why don't we give him a call on the WWE switchboard and then if we can find out his address, we can send him some water or some of those fish cakes from Lost. The fish cakes from Lost? You know, the fish biscuits that they fed the polar bears? Oh, we also had some fucking terrible fish biscuits at a local ramen house. Oh, those, but those were waffles filled with bean curd shaped like fish. God, it's so gross. Waffles filled with bean curd. Oh, so gross. All right, we'll send him some of those. All right, I'm dialing. Okay. It's ringing. Okay, good. (laughs) That means the phone is working. It's good to know that the phone's working. Hello. Uh, Hello, uh, Jim Johnston, please. No, this is Kane. What? Corporate Kane? Yes, Jim Johnson is not available right now at this moment. Uh, well, look, Kane, it'd be, uh, this is Curtain Jerks. We'd really love to speak to Jim Johnson. I'm sorry, Curtain Jerks, but you can't talk to Jim Johnston. All right, look, we don't want to have a problem with the authority of the WWE. We just want to talk to Jim Johnston about Well, you're skirting very close to having a problem with the authority. Look, people are upset with you already as it is. You cost Dan O'Brien a title match at WrestleMania 30. Well, I'm a bald guy. <laughs> you got me there. You, you, you've crushed me with logic on that point. So I'm not going to fight you from that instance. But I will speak out for the fans. They really want to see Daniel Bryan in WrestleMania 30 in the main event match. But instead, it appears that Daniel Bryan's settling for Triple H. All right, I hear what you're saying. Okay. If you're speaking on behalf of the fans, then I'd like to... Extend an olive branch and let you know that the WWE Universe is one of my top priorities. Okay, what are some of your other top priorities? Just so we know, so, you know, we know what you're working on and we know where we lie. I make sure that there's warm sodas at the craft service table backstage for all of the superstars. All right, normally the people would probably be upset by this, but I grew up on warm soda living in Texas, so I think warm soda is a great idea. Well, that's great, Scott. I'll make sure to have an ice-cold soda for you. Whoa, wait, what? 
You heard me. I did, and I don't want an ice-cold soda. I'd like a warm soda. I'm sorry. I will guess I'll just have to warm up all these sodas with my thighs for the superstar <laughs> and have a soda on ice for you. What soda are you going to give me? What kind of soda would you like? I love Dr. Pepper. Oh, man, I'm sorry. All I've got for you is a Pib Extra. Oh, gross. I don't want Pib Extra. Maybe I can get you some Safeway Select Dr. Tab. No, the only point that... I'd no ever... Professor Pep for you? No, I don't want... The only reason I'd get Safeway is to save money, but if someone else is buying it, that means they're just being cheap. Exactly, Scott. <sighs> We're the authority. We're cutting corners where it counts to give the WWE Universe everything that they need. No, this is not good. You are cutting Daniel Bryan out of the main event, and it seems like if you're if you're cutting, you're, you've been cutting on WWE Network. That is freezing on me all the time. I was going to get to it later in the show, but this is a personal gripe. It's freezing all the time. You mean the WWE not work? Well, <laughs> son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I am on a free week trial, and then soon thereafter, I'm going to have to pay $10. I want it to work. Why didn't you get it when a major pay-per-view was coming out? What do you mean? You should have got it for a week free when there was a pay-per-view. I, it launched the day after Elimination Chamber. Why didn't you wait? Because I wanted it now. I wanted to support you guys now. So you're telling me that as a fan... You can't wait to get what you want. Yes. 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 And so forth. My fingers are up in the air. Yes, yes, yes. Good. I think we understand each other. You are being a total dick right now. You used to be super cool with the fire, and now you're being a dick to everybody. I can hear that you're very agitated right now. Yeah. Let me get back to the incentives I have for the WWE Universe to Great. keep them happy. Great. That'd be awesome. What incentives do you have for everybody that'll keep them happy that instead of Dana Bryan, they get Batista and Randy Orton? In regards to the roster and the WWE Network not working, as well as current frustrations with the WrestleMania card, mm-hmm. as well as exorbitant ticket prices. Okay. We're offering a new corporate cane t-shirt that looks like a suit. Mm, boy, I'm 50-50 on this. I'm going to be honest with you. A corporate cane shirt that looks like a suit? Have you ever known a cool guy in high school who goes to the prom wearing a tuxedo t-shirt? Yeah. Imagine that is instead of a tuxedo, it's a suit. <sighs> I'm really sold on this. I know a lot of, of our listeners are probably going to be really upset and say they don't want any part of this. I, I, I like this idea. Where do I get one of these corporate cane t-shirt suits? Well, I would say the WWE shop zone, but that that's, doesn't exist no, anymore. No, that's not a thing. Do you want me to help you out with what the address is? What is it? WWEshop.com. Yes, I've got that written down on a legal pad here at my desk. Mm, there's yes, no- if I ate it, I'm sure it would be delicious. <laughs> but I'm a normal person, so I won't do that. I will put it in the trash can and watch it flame up. Is there anything else? <laughs> was that it? That was it. Oh, is there anything else you can give us? I mean, just a shirt? That doesn't seem like a whole lot, you know. How about some Mr. Ass washcloths? <laughs> Are they specifically for the ass? You can use whatever part of them you want, but preferably on the ass. Okay, so... You're also giving away Mr. Ass Washcloths. Wash your ass. 
<laughs> I gotta admit, I would like that too. That sounds like it'd be really fun. And then if you have a girl come over and she's using that, she's like, what is this, Mr. Ass? It's like, oh, sorry. And then you just take a Sharpie and you write Mrs. And you're, that's your incentive of like, look, I want to marry you. Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Ass. Ass. Yeah. Okay, there's got to be a third thing. Everything comes in threes. And so far, I'm liking these these treats that you've given. I mean, come on, Kane, please, we're begging. A third thing, just to make everybody happy. People really want Daniel Bryan in the main event. They really do. All right. If you want Daniel Bryan in the main event so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, everybody really, really does. We're going to be offering exclusive Daniel Bryan masks that the main event players of Randy Orton and Batista will have to wear at WrestleMania. You're saying that you're making masks that only those two are going to wear? There's only two exclusive Daniel Bryan masks. And Batista and Randy Orton are going to wear them during the main event? Yes. Make sure that you have a hard stock paper that you can print them out. They'll be available at wweshop.com. For $19.99, you can download the PDF then print it out and then tape them together and wear them while you're watching WWE Presents WrestleMania on the WWE <laughs> Network, presented by iPad. I am no longer happy with this deal. Kane, you are a son of a bitch. This is no good. You can't offer exclusive masks that no one can win except for two guys that are in the main event of a wrestler who's not in the main event. Oh, I'm going to have to stop you right there, Scott. I've got another call. I'm going to have to take this. Who is it? I don't know. It's just a red light blinking. Really? You don't have caller ID? No. You're not even going to tell me who it I'm is? I'm lying to you. It's no one. I'm just going to hang up. Oh, don't do that. Don't I'm going to hang up right now. I'm hanging up right now. I'm hanging up right now. I'm going to hang up. I think he hung up. I'm still here. I'm going to hang up. Oh, don't. I'm going to hang up right. Oh, now he hung up. God damn it. Man, Corporate Kane is an asshole. He is an asshole. When is he going to wrestle in his old man trunks? His old man trunks? He keeps wrestling. He keeps taking. He keeps. I don't, and a wife beater and slacks. It's really cool. He does sort of look like John McClane from Die Hard every time he wrestles. Oh, my God. He does. But bald. No, he looks like John McClane from Die Hard now, but in the first movie. He does. Yeah. I never thought about that. Like a, a John McClane that's been uh, drinking Ninja Turtle mutagen. Mm-hmm. Mutagen. Yeah. What is it? is it called mutagen? Well, in the movies they called it ooze. What's the name of the company in uh in that one? In two. Remember Splinter has both pieces of the canister and he's slowly bringing them together and then he's cock. Cock, gotcha. Yeah. Cock Industries. My sons, go chase down the cock. Oh man. Look out for the foot. The foot will be fighting you for the cock. <laughs> and all beware of the shredder, for that will ruin the cock. The shredder ruins, the shredder runs the hand that runs the foot that ruins the cock. Mm-hmm. That's how I remember it. And who, what was the name of the fly guy? Baxter Stockman? Yep. He's not in those movies. He should be. That would, that would have made those movies fucking scary as shit. Just put Jeff Daniels in there as the fly. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool as shit. Speaking of cool as shit, Steve, I haven't told you much about this yet because I've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast, which has been quite some time now about progress wrestling. Well, I appreciate that you keep things that are important to you to yourself. Oh, you have no idea how much shit I keep from you that's important to me. 
<laughs> Scott, you're smiling, but there seems to be some sort of moisture that's leaking out of your eyes. <laughs> oh, man. So many things that happen in my life that I, I don't share with anyone. I just... I don't have an outlet, you know? Not even you listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm dating a deaf girl. Let me tell you. Progress Wrestling. In the UK, in London, I went to a show with Tom Ancy. That's where we did the interviews with Rosie Lee, Ollie Armstrong, and Tommy N. They're all getting prepped for the show. Today on the show, we have Glenn Joseph, co-owner of the show. And the show that I saw was quite incredible. Tom kept telling me, says you're gonna see a show it's it's gonna be unlike anything you've seen and i'm like all right it's a wrestling show it'll be a little rowdy that's fine i get it it's not gonna be that crazy it's pretty fucking crazy what was the venue the oh boy uh just you de- describe it to me okay um it's a venue that they're not gonna be in anymore because it's roughly held about 300 people mm-hmm. but they kept selling out on the day of the show like it was quick sellouts, as Glenn will talk about. They sold out like crazy. And, again, they were packed. And the next show, Chapter 12, that they're going to do is 600 people. So this was 300. So it's a small, like, uh, okay, you walk in. On the right-hand side, there is a bar. So a long bar area. And then on the left-hand side, there's the ring. And then there's a lot of space in between for a fair amount of people. Place is nice. It's not a shithole. It's not a dump that most indie wrestling spots would be in. When you say bar, is it like, was it a set bar? Is it a wood bar countertop? Or was yeah, it just folding countertop. tables? Countertop. So that was a permanent bar in this venue. Permanent bar in the venue. Okay. Um, you know, your liquors and stuff like that. There are monitors up in a, over the bar and another spot or two. And uh, again, like I said, really nice. Like wood, uh, wood floors, just a really, really sleek looking place. And it got warm because there was a bunch of people in there, but it was nice and cozy. It wasn't dingy. It wasn't, you know, rotted walls. Bathrooms were nice. Everything about it was, holy shit, this is pretty upscale for an indie wrestling show. Mm-hmm. I am shocked already. It's no abandoned bank. No, no abandoned bank. Although that'd be fun, too. I went to an abandoned bank show. Really? Yeah, there was a giant vault on the, on like, there was a giant vault on the wall. What? Yeah, it was the giant sealed door. Did people wrestle in there? No, but they did go out into the parking lot. This seems so weird. Yeah, the bad apples pile drive a guy in the flatbed of a truck. The bad apples? Hey, this isn't about me, Scott. This is about Progress Wrestling. I know, but I'm wondering maybe uh, Progress Wrestling will be interested in the bad apples. Yeah, for, sure. I got to find out what the name of that venue was. I think it was MXW, Most Extreme Wrestling. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Hellfire was the champion. El Flaco Loco was there. It's good times. (laughs) Oh, that's always the best thing about uh, indie wrestling is you get to hear these incredible names that have not been used yet. So the show opens up hosted by one of the co-owners, Jim Smallman, who is also a stand-up comedian. This was the best hosting job for a wrestling show I've ever seen in my life. So they start off, they play... Uh, a fucking rockin' song, and they play it all the way through. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it was Metallica. Um, I'm going to be wrong, and somebody's going to go, no, idiot. So that's fine. It was like a month ago. I didn't jot that down. That wasn't the most important thing to me. Uh, but everybody's singing along and doing it, and they p- just play that three, four-minute song. Then Jim Smallman's on the mic and talking, and since he's a comedian, he's got the pulse of the room right away. Mm-hmm. And he's involved in the show. He's not just some guy that comes in and tells jokes. He's busting jokes, and they're, everybody's having a good time, and everybody's on board. Nobody's heckling him. He heckles some of the people in the crowd. 
uh, just ripping on him. Finds out somebody's wearing a John Cena t-shirt, you know, gives him a little bit of shit. But I've never seen anything like that. You always have ring announcers, and it's just like, yeah, 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 shut up, hurry up. Well, the ring announcers always, I think, are so often think that they have to be the straight man. Yes. And they don't, they don't play to the crowd. They play to the, they play to the page. They play to the script. They play to, I have to get these beats out because they, people need to know what's happening. Yeah. And if you have a comedian, you've got somebody getting to dictating terms. And he does both. He does the ring announcing, and he keeps the flow of the show going. And like he was the an MC. He was yeah. an MC more than an announcer. That's a great way to do it. And it was super cool. It it was so great to see that. It was a refreshing take on it, and he was exceptional at it. So that was a lot of fun. And then the first match was Team Screw Indie Wrestling, which is Mark Haskins and Nathan Cruz, and they had a lady with him, Catherine Ross, um, versus Sticks and this guy, Dave Mastiff, who hadn't come in yet, the other tag team came in separately. So Sticks came in first, and then these other guys beat him down. And then the crowd started chanting, Bastard! 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 <laughs> I thought they were calling those guys bastards. I was wrong, because Dave Mastiff is the bastard. And this guy is gigantic. He's really big, but not in an unhealthy way. Just like a... For us, like, you imagine he would be a Chicago bear. Oh, great. And those are the most dangerous kind of bear. <laughs> the, oh, the most dangerous. All they eat is deep dish. Mm -hmm. So he comes in and starts cleaning house. This guy's awesome, but I, it took me a second because I was laughing my head off. And Tom goes, like, his name's Bastard. And I go, oh. <laughs> I thought it was just a clever chant by these 300 uh, fans. Um, so that match was super cool. Those guys were fun. And just chanting bastard for someone is, is, a, is a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like we've talked about it a little bit. Not too much. but we'll, So when Mark was on, he was talking about watching a show in Japan. Yes. So much of it was really kind of, like, not, I guess, regal, but really restrained. Like clapping after power bombs uh -huh. and things like that. It's respectful. Respectful. Do you feel like it was respectful or was it too clever for its own good or was it rowdy? I mean, not to – I don't want to put it in a negative tone, but no, it sounds I know, like – No, I know what you mean. I know it sounds mean. more alive than either – than a Japanese audience than even uh, an American audience. I mean, does that – is it is it alcohol? Is it just a general, like, crazy fervor for wrestling right now? What, I, what was it to you as an, as, an, uh, as a witness? I think some of it was a bit of alcohol in that it's – everybody's just primed for the show. One thing that I also talked about in the previous interview and in this interview is there's a line forming outside in shitty weather. People want to go to this event and are not going to miss it. And they're not missing these events. They keep selling out like this. They are going. And when they're there, they're excited. They're not being overly clever. They're enhancing the show as much as they are um, – being critical but they they weren't ever really critical for any well, wrong it, reasons I they were on board with their own country i was about to say on board it sounds like there was a positivity there and i i i like i i feel bad to say alcohol i feel like that's the wrong connotation to it it sounds like it would seem like more but, of a party atmosphere does that make sense yeah but okay but everybody's invited it's yeah. not it's not the wrestlers and then there's the fans like they're all in it together it's it's even a healthier ECW, but the fun of ECW that I'm sure that it was. Mm -hmm. But those were cynics. Like, those were really cynical people. Tired of the way wrestling was, so they got to and be if, critical at ECW. And they're ready to chant, you fucked up at any second. Not these guys. Like, th this progress crowd wasn't that way. 
Um, we God, have, that sounds amazing. That sounds like being at a wrestling show and being bathed in like light and positivity and fucking power bombs. That sounds wonderful. There's a referee. I don't know his name. Uh, who? Th- this was my favorite thing of the entire night. A referee. Tom told me the history that in one of the matches one time in a previous show, he was counting and his voice cracked. So it was like one, two. And then uh, from that second on, the crowd latched onto it forever. And this ref, whenever he counted anything, if there is going to be a, you know, going for the count out. So it's one, two. <laughs> That's what the crowd did. Two. <laughs> three, four. So th- 300 people all doing that. And you can see it's like, God damn it. It's never going to die. Well, he, but it's so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun to do that along with everybody else. So that, um, and we'll get to the champion in a little bit with what, what they're chanting at him, but they're all on board together. I mean, yes, there's divided of who they're cheering for, but they're not, it's the cool atmosphere of what we kind of like to do on the show is they were positive about it. They liked watching the show. They wanted the best out of these guys. Cause these new, these next two guys that wrestled Tom said he'd never seen them before. And they always have a match where they bring in two guys that are unknown to this crowd mm-hmm. that are in English wrestlers, but not locals. So it's chances are it's their first show in front of these people. So it's, you know, it's, it's a final exams for them. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure they've yeah. wrestled before, but it's going somewhere else and taking down the road or working in front of a crowd you've never seen before. It's working in front of a crowd you've never seen before. But the, here are the two kids. Like, these are young kids that are not big either. They're like two scrawny-looking kids. Like, I thought they were going to get reamed apart. Mm-hmm. An American crowd would have torn them apart. Maybe in that last little bit of the match, they would have won them over. But fans would have just found similarities to other popular U.S. wrestlers and compared them or just reamed them. These guys applauded and just politely waited for like, show us what you got, kid. Yeah. I think that's better to be waiting to be impressed opposed to immediately t- telling them you're not going to be impressed. I was ready to fucking rip on him to know it. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking look at that guy's hair. Ah, uh, you piece of shit. Yeah. A bunch of Brit- I bunch- weigh more than you. A bunch of British people around you just like, Scott, please. <laughs> yeah, Give I, them an opportunity. Yeah, I know I had to shut the fuck up. Like, oh, boy, sh- shut it. That's even at an indie, like an American indie show, you've got people like, oh, we just did the attitude adjustment. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. look, they, they can't copyright a move. Come on, buddy. Yeah, it's, they're going to fucking run out of moves. They got to reuse them, all right? Yeah. Oh, super kick, huh? Switching music? All right. <laughs> so that was Flash Morgan Webster and Josh Bodum. They had a great match. They were good. And then this next match... Gnome Dar versus El Legero. Um, this blew my mind. This was the moment where I'm like, I cannot believe the show that I'm at. Because this guy, Gnome Dar, it's not even him necessarily. I was more wrapped up in the crowd because with his last name, Dar, the crowd would sing. They sang Star Wars themes. Dar 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 They did that. They sang the Indiana Jones theme. Dar 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 They they all did it. Was he a fan favorite or were they just going with his name? Like both guys were fan favorites and they were having this uh like the second of 
possibly three clashes or was the third. I, I don't remember. Again, I was more wrapped up in Jesus Christ. They're just singing his name. Yeah, that's the Fandango thing. But, I mean, but and it's not Fandangos, but it's like that's a crowd that's enjoying themselves. But they would someone would think of a popular tune and then just add Dar for the lyrics and it would keep happening. The Indiana Jones thing blew my mind. Match is great. All that stuff. But it's like, holy fuck. 300 people just started <laughs> singing Indiana Jones theme song at a wrestling show. Never seen that before. Probably never see it again. Incredible. That, incredible, incredible, incredible. That's the DVD case. That's the DVD case on the wall. I feel like if you watch wrestling, you've got a DVD case with the classics on it. That's why we talk about Robocop so much. It is. It's because we know those themes. So that was great. It was three matches, intermission. Um, so those were lengthy matches, and they all felt like they meant something. Intermission. There were three more matches. Highlights of uh, the latter half. Tommy N was in a match against this dude, Rampage Brown. Rampage Brown was a big guy. But Tommy N... That guy is awesome. He was on the show last week. It's a great interview. You got to hear him. He really impressed. Sadly, he didn't win that match, but I was immediately a fan upon meeting him and then even more so watching him in the ring. Very cool. Um, and then the champion, who we almost got an interview with, Jimmy Havoc, who, according to everyone there, is a fucking cunt, as they all like to say. And as the f- fans chanted, emo cunt. Wow. I've never heard that chanted before. Jen Kruger, friend of the podcast, who has her own podcast that we've guessed it on. She's doing a new topic, right, on emo cunt really soon? <laughs> she wanted to know, like, what do English fans chant at wrestling shows? I'm like, Jen, I can't tell you. She's such a sweet, nice girl. And I'm like, Jen, I can't tell you what they chant. And she's like, I'm, no, I'd really like to know. No, her next, and uh, upon her pop culture podcast, <laughs> the next topic is going to be emo cunts. Emo cunt! Emo cunt! That's I the mean, sound bit she's going to have going into it. Oh, it was incredible to hear people call some a man emo cunt. Well, is he the is Jimmy Havoc the John Cena of Progress Wrestling, or why do they not like him? No, he's like a he's like a super evil Crispin Glover. That sounds amazing. And their championship, as you'll hear Glenn talk about, it's not a title; it's this gigantic fucking Iron Cross staff. What? All right. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. They have all these different ideas at these shows. It's crazy. Well, like a crucifix? No, like like a six foot tall Iron Cross staff. I'll show it to you because they said you won't believe it until you see it. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> and the tag titles are going to be something else. They haven't determined what those are yet. There's a there was a contest on Twitter. They talk about it and they I don't know what it is yet, but they're to be revealed. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind some giant gold chains. I think that'd be a pretty good championship. <laughs> but it was great. Like, or a, or, a, or a, like a crown. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty good. Jimmy Havoc, he had the crowd. Like, they wanted him fucking dead. They wanted him torn apart. He beat up uh, Ali Armstrong, who was also a guest in the show. But, I mean, they're champion. He used to be beloved. Now they fucking hate him. Everybody calls him a cunt. Like, anytime you're in, in the city, anytime anybody refers to Jimmy Havoc, anyone that I met, they go, fucking cunt. <laughs> it's amazing. It was such a fun show. Six matches all in all. With an intermission. Uh... And such a well-paced, well-put-together show. No time wasted. No, uh, just f- nothing. Not a wasted moment. You really felt like when you walked out, I can't miss the next one. I have to see what happens again. They're going to bring in other wrestlers. Like, guys don't wrestle all the time because there's only so many spots. Uh-huh. It's a fucking kick-ass show. You'll hear the interview with Glenn Joseph now. We'll talk just a little bit more about it when we come back. But right now, please enjoy with co-owner of Progress Wrestling, Glenn Joseph. 
We are uh, back on the podcast for the uh, third time at Progress Wrestling, and uh, we are educating Scott on uh, English wrestling. And who uh, who better to talk about Progress than one of its owners, and that is Glenn Joseph, who is with us now. Hello. I'm very good. How are you doing? Um, not too bad. Uh, and uh, we've obviously got Scott, who is yes, uh, yes. ignorant on the scene, ignorant. to be completely honest. Well, I, I overheard some of what was being said, and I heard Tommy Ends talking about wrestling and conspiracy theories, which are his two favourite things. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I, I'll try and fill in the gaps anywhere that, uh, that you need to. Yeah, so these uh, skinwalkers, all right? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> skinwalkers sounds to me like a brand of condom. <laughs> oh. <I don't> know. <laughs> uh, Better reusable. Yeah, yeah, like, like wash, you wash them out, turn them around, <laughs> like maybe, socks. Maybe it's Progress's newest heel tactic. Skinwalking. The uh, with the ring, the skinwalkers. <laughs> let's book it, let's do it. Don't know who they'd be, but... Yeah. I don't, yeah. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, again, we're, we're here at Progress. Um, explain Progress to Scott. Uh, progress is, I guess, kind of punk rock pro wrestling. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit... DIY, it's a bit rough around the edges, and it's very strong style. Which so we based originally the company. I wasn't involved. Uh, uh, my two co-owners, Jim Small and John Briley, I started the company. I came to the first show as a fan, mm-hmm. um, and sat in the front row. And still on that DVD, you can see me sat there, uh, which is a bit weird now. Um, so uh, <laughs> oh, I got plant. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Everybody loves a good plant. Just ask WWE. <laughs> So uh, I got involved, I, was, I presented the web show, which is called The Progress Report, um, and then um, I set up the training school with uh, John Briley, uh, obviously one of the co-promoters. Which I've been to once. Oh, you came along? Yes, I, I was, uh, I was uh, I brought Raven along. Oh, of course you yes. did, yes, of course, when he came to the guest yeah, seminar. Yeah, it didn't even clock to me that, that we met before, until when I, the first time I was like, Raven, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, Raven was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about psychology, he was like, that was. Well, I spent like six blowing. hours in a car with him. Oh yeah, of course. He, he's, a, he's a crazy guy to uh, have a conversation with. I remember driving through London in the dead of night with Nigel McGuinness talking about uh, football and porn, and going, <laughs> "I've taken this off the bucket list. I am now. <laughs> this is this yeah. is one of those moments in my life." I think I've said this a couple of times, but I, I can safely say that I am one of two people in the world who has a photo with Raven at Stonehenge. <laughs> oh yeah, you went to Stonehenge. Of course, yeah. Yes. He had to go to Stonehenge. <laughs> we need to go to Stonehenge. We got to go. We're going to. Uh, we're driving at ninety miles an hour down the road uh, because we because we've been caught in traffic in London for hours. Yeah, yeah, Raven yeah. Had got up late and we're like driving. Like, it's like it's going to close. And we got in about ten minutes before it shut. I like the, the thing. Stonehenge then, shuts. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the best bit was that like, Raven gets there and we're like, oh, so what do you think? He went, yeah. I thought they'd be bigger. <laughs> like <laughs> Spinal Tap. Yeah, they're all tall, yeah. as tall on this yeah. point. And, uh, yeah, so, so that's, my, uh, that's my encounter with Raven, but uh, back to progress. Yeah, so, so Raven did uh, at the training school uh, mm-hmm. where we were, uh, where we are now, with the only full-time training school in London, the southeast. So a full-time facility in um, Camberwell. It's a railway arch, which is really cool. It's crazy. Uh, every time. Oh, it's not good for recording podcasts. It's really not good for recording promos I either. recording it and then you just hear... Over the top of the train. <laughs> <laughs> this was, uh, myself and um, uh, Jim are both in the entertainment industry. I'm an actor, Jim's a stand-up comedian, and John Briley is a, uh, a comedy promoter. So the three of us kind of have this weird combination where we have this, you know, di- we all have different opinions. On, I mean, I really like the entertainment style of wrestling. Sometimes in the past, I've been known to skip matches and just go to the segments, okay? I'll openly say that. <laughs> that was just research. Um, Jim is massive on Japanese wrestling. He loves like the golden era of all Japan. Um, and uh, John uh, likes the WWE style, likes a little bit of uh, Japan, um, and he's very business-minded, having been like you know a venture promoter, a company promoter for years. Mm-hmm. So, the three of us together is a bit of a weird combination. Uh, but we all love 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, we all love that strong style, we all love basically wrestling looking like it used to. The, I think Jim Cornette even said this, this quote recently where he said, wrestling used to be um, pretending to, to make it look as real as possible while protecting the other guy, and now it's become about hurting the other guy while everyone knows that it's fake. And there's been this weird, weird kind of like turnaround in wrestling. Right. We've gone back to the original style where basically we want our wrestling to look like. Tommy End is a fine example. Mm-hmm. When he, well, it, I mean, it's snug. The way the way these guys these guys work, you'll see, is very hard hitting, very very strong style, and that comes from our, our, our fascination with uh, with, with Japan. Um, but we always try and do a little bit of everything on the show. I always feel that the wrestling should be a mixed bag. So you a, know, a great variety show. Like, exactly. Yeah, well, this is what this is what it is. We, we basically it's it, it is an entertainment. It is you know it's called sports entertainment, of course, by the biggest wrestling company in the world. Um, we don't view it as that. We view it as wrestling, but it is entertainment as well. Um, the producers of the uh, the Body Holly story, the show. I mean, that's that's my job day to day. They're coming in to see it today. Because they know, I've told them it's theatre. This is this is you have to look at it from an entertainment perspective. That's always what I've said too. When I, you know, talking to a girl, and it's like, why do you watch that? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's melodrama. It's the only melodrama that's left in the world. And there's fantastic moments when people go, you know, you know, this is rigged, yeah. You know, this, you know, this is, and then they use the F word, and they go, you know, this is fake. Yeah. Uh, and you go, so is EastEnders, but you yeah. still what's watch your, it every night of the week. What's your favorite movie? Yeah. 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 It's fake. Not really. Well, watch that. Well, Who's your favorite boy band? Yeah. They, yeah. Well, they're auto tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Very down good the line, there's always some element of something that's obviously helping the show. You're putting makeup on your face because we all look terrible. You're putting, you know, you're doing something to enhance whatever the show is to escape for two hours to sure. forget that, you know, your bills, your, your problems at home, anything. Because I, I mean, I come from a musical theater background. Everyone was talking about when the, the, the economy crashed and we had the huge recession. The one show that actually sold more tickets than it did before was Mamma Mia in the West End, okay? And the reason it did that is people were like, oh, I wish we could go on holiday, we should go to Greek Island, I wish we, I wish we could just disappear for a little while. And they were like, hey, let's watch Mamma Mia for two and a half hours. And then you come out and you're like, hey, everything's hey, great. Hello, wow. Oh, i got to go back to work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it was escapism. And a lot of wrestling, I think, particularly for me, like I go to sleep with wrestling on, not necessarily watching it, mm-hmm. but because I, as a kid, when I was watching it from when I was like eight years old, I got accustomed to Jim Ross's voice, Tony Schiavone's voice. So you listen to it and you're going, I find this quite comforting. So for me, wrestling was something that was you know, inherently there the whole time and has always been part of my life. And now it's weird as a promoter. I was talking to, to one of the, the, the uh, I, think, I can't remember who it was, one of, the, one of the wrestlers, saying, I used to have a ring, a WCW ring with a big red cage around it, and I used to have WCW figures whose arms didn't move, and the WWF figures, and they had buttons you could press and their arms moved. And I used to just book shows for days, like just doing like you know little kind of like wrestling stuff. And now me and Jim, with uh, Jim Smallman, the, the, the co-owner, we were chatting earlier on. It's like we kind of do that for real now. Yeah. It's like that, and that's a bit weird when people say, you know, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an actor. Uh, but actually, no, and I, I, an actor's <laughs> secondary now. You catch yourself. Fuck my real job. It's like, no, no, I, I co-own a wrestling company. People go, wrestling? Like, real wrestling? And I go, define real. <laughs> I got the, real toys. That, yeah. Their arms move. <laughs> they're, they're really in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're really wearing tights, and there's really a lot of spray tan back there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, um, right, I'm sorry. I have two questions that I need answered about progress. Sure. The first is uh, the progress title, yeah. which is a staff yes. with an eagle on it. Yes. Um, why is it a staff with an eagle on it? Um, again, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, and as, as about theatrical. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it, up close, you'll see it, it, it's got a very pantomime look to it. 
Um, but it was something. It was something different. It, was, it wasn't just trying to go. Yeah, yeah, we don't like. I love belts. I yeah. was talking to a belt maker this week, and I was like, "That's a beautiful belt." We don't need it, but it's a beautiful <laughs> belt. Um, and I do see that it's a championship, but the championship is what you make it. In theatre, you always say you play the king. So when you, you know, it comes from Shakespeare. So our title is the staff. People look at the staff and they go, that's the title, because it's treated as such. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you could have a Furby as your title if you wanted to. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. But if people... Yeah, I, was, I was loving these suggestions a while back on Twitter for the tag team titles that are going to be coming up. Sure, yeah. I can't, I can't remember where they were now. I was reading the list. There, like... no, there, there was a couple, and a couple of people got what we're going to do as well and I was like oh interesting okay so there's um, basically a campaign of people could guess what it was going to be well th this is the thing we've always been we're very socially media social media active like mm -hmm. we, you know we're, we tweet all the time we interact with people and I got a retweet from you guys today I was pretty happy yeah man we're all <laughs> over that that was John by the way I had nothing to do with that um, <laughs> I blocked you <laughs> um, but we, uh, we we like to interact with people and even at the last show you know the London riots and the Bangor Knights went to a, a double well, a double count out. Um, and they just left and they started fighting into the street and I had to chase them fighting down the street mainly because I thought please don't kill anyone and hopefully the police won't be there because this is going to look really suspect um, and so the fight, and I got back into the building and Jim like turned to me on the mic and went um, off the mic and went they're not they're not fucking here how do I restart a match when there's nobody here and we were like going to have to have a street fight and so the guy suddenly shouted let's have a street fight and Jim went We've listened to your comments, uh, <laughs> and so we booked our first match for for March, um, which is our, our anniversary show. And when we're moving along to the the electric ballroom, which is double the capacity of the garage, uh, and the same vibe. We were very very careful. Me and John spent hours getting the tube and taxis around London, looking at different venues because the vibe here. You'll you, you'll you'll see you'll experience it today. There is a kind of a rock, rock, a rock show vibe. It is an underground yeah. kind of vibe. I mean, the closest thing in this country I think that I've experienced is a, a, a Fight Club Pro. Where they definitely have their matches like behind cages, basically like keeping the people out, and it's it's really kind of uh, we're not we're not trying to be underground. We're not like you know we're not deliberately going we're going to make it really shit, um, but it's kind of underground. I, when I say shit, I don't mean the wrestling. I mean like shitty looking, you know, like yeah. dark whatever. You know, we want lighting to look good. The DVDs now we shoot in in 1080. It's full HD. You know, we do downloads, which I don't think any British company, I think maybe Preston are doing it. I'm not sure, but you know, we're trying to make it as technically savvy as possible as well. Mm -hmm. Because it, when you are technical savvy, when you are do, doing stuff on social media, it makes it accessible. If a guy in Japan goes, oh, yeah, I've heard about progress, and then looks online and goes, oh, I can download one of the shows, like right now. Yeah. And that's amazing, because rather than going, oh, if I get a DVD shipped, it's gonna take like 40 days. Mm -hmm. Is it what region is it? Will exactly, it I'm gonna have to get a region-specific <laughs> DVD player. Yeah, there's all of that, yeah. Well, that's, oh, go ahead, okay. just one thing. Yeah. Sure. One thought I've always had about the uh, about the staff title sure. is that I think the ultimate heel move, it's it sort of only work in progress because of the staff, but the ultimate heel move, let's say Jimmy Havoc comes out today uh, and he goes, screw this, I'm a champion, snaps the, t snaps the staff in half and gets out of the title. I think only in progress is to work, but that would get him so much yeah, hatred. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's the real prick. Real prick. Um, he is <laughs> yes. genuinely a real prick. It, I, it went. I, it went way too far. Um, I've tried to explain this to Scott. Yeah. Of his, uh, yeah, his, his misdemeanors. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he, he, uh, I, I'm just going to leave it as he's a real prick. Um, <laughs> and uh, moving on to yeah. right, let's move on to my second question. Sure. Which was about, uh, about the referee in hmm. uh, progress, um, where Scotland is very insistent uh, that when the referee goes to make his count, he goes, uh, one, and then all the fans go, two. 
And yes. then he goes two, and they go three, and they're counting ahead of him. And how and why did that start? I don't remember when that started. Um, we've, we've, we've two curious things that happen with the referees. Oh, um, we've got um, Chris is in today. We have two referees, uh, Chris and, and referee Paz. He's from Oxford, um, uh, <laughs> which uh, apparently is hilarious. Um, but Paz can't count, uh, but it's great for a referee. Um, I think he got thrown by the, the counting ahead once, and I think jumped to another number, and everybody gave him so much shit for it. Fucking people were applauding, and, and he started laughing, and, and, then, and then went, oh, I'm a referee. Uh, um, and so that's so everyone gets on Paz's case because he can't count. But also with Chris. Yeah, this is the funniest. Yeah, one. Uh, Chris's voice broke when he was uh, when he was counting once. Oh, so I think something like one, one two, two, three. <laughs> and of course, I, I, I fucking love our fans, but they can be brutal. I mean, I fucked up in the last show because I had to do an intro because um, uh, Jim wasn't there immediately. Um, and I, I referenced uh, the chant that people do here, you know, famous on the indie scene, whenever I used to watch Ring of Honor, it was the first time I heard, you know, this is awesome, which is a, you know, a kind of a very American thing, I think. That used mm-hmm. to come from like, with ball games or basketball games, or that, that, kind of, that, that kind of structure of chant. Um, and they started, uh, uh, no, yeah, so that became famous here, this is progress, clap, clap, clap. Um, and I made the error of going, oh, it goes, this is progress, clap, 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 clap. And I just got shit on. And now whenever, and you'll hear it today, people will say it as they're clapping it. They will go, this is progress, clap, 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 clap. And it's the most annoying thing in the world. Because I was in that ring for like three <laughs> minutes and I made one mistake and it will haunt me forever. But going back to Chris, his voice broke and now everyone, when they count, yeah, yeah, they, go, they, yeah. the same count happens, yeah. but it's all high pitched. You will hear this today. And that will kind of explain to you what you, you if we haven't explained this before, yeah, What's going on? which kind of explains a little bit the mentality and the like the, the atmosphere of, uh, of of the show and, and of, of progress is that you know because we're interactive with people because we like you know we love our fans we like doing you know stuff for them. I mean, what, if you bought a ticket for the March show, uh, which now has I can't believe this, but our March show is the anniversary show, um, the Electric Ballroom. So it's uh, first anniversary, uh, second anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, so yeah. Um, so we're moving there, double, double the, the uh, capacity of here, and we've got, I think, 40 tickets left as of today. We've announced one match, which for me explains the kind of mindset of a Progress fan. They're like, this is something that we have to be part of, and people rushed out. To, I think we sold like 300 tickets in the first hour or something, or the first day, I can't remember. I said this earlier, uh, that in the States, this wouldn't happen on a gloomy queuing, day. Queuing with, outside, yeah. Yeah, with, with rain and fans lined up and waiting, yeah. waiting to get in for a show. And most of them, I mean, like it's general general seating, so that you know a lot of guys want to come in if they've got general seating to get early seats. But a lot of these people don't have to. Guys in the fr- it's the guys in the front row who know where their seats are all the time. Yeah. Who are at the front of the queue, just like ah, I've been waiting so long for progress. Yeah. And they come in and they go to the bar and they take the seats and people like throwing stuff down. And it does it just feels so exciting. See, yeah, I've learned my uh, my progress lesson of. Uh if you want a ticket, you have to. When they go on sale, make sure you get that ticket. Oh, if you're not, if you're not on the, minutes, yeah. Well, like this show sold out yeah. in 24, so this yeah. is the fastest. And like Jim's woman said, if you say that you're the fastest British wrestling show and you're not us, you're fucking lying. You'd have to go back in time in a DeLorean to fucking sell out quicker than we sold this show out. 24 minutes is. Um, I think it's the fastest selling, in all seriousness, the fastest selling show in British wrestling history. So that's great. So that's, that's great. And so you're in for a treat. I am. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You, you've inspired, uh, I could talk to you for hours with all the things you said, um, but I'm, I'm a theater kid as well, and okay. the podcast that uh, me and my co-host Steve back in the States do, he, we're both comedians, so I relate to you know the stuff you're talking about, sure. the, the mindset of mashing these things together, because the elements that we love and that we love to talk about each week on wrestling 
are the things that are fun, the variety sake of it, not just the, you know, it's the the match. Oh, is it a five star match? All that stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's boring. It's it's all the elements, all the characters, and the stuff that you talk about. It sounds like with your show, you have this great the theater mindset of the squeaky door of you make the mistake and you roll with it. Yeah. There's not the correction of no no no, I made a mistake and it's this is awesome. Clap clap clap. Yeah yeah yeah. You have this fun theater crowd. You have this fun um, interactive crowd in a comedy show. Mm -hmm. it sounds like these are the elements that, you just, with your minds between you and your partner, that they may conflict at times, but that those come together in those elements. Yeah. Well, I think with with Jim being the ring announcer as well. I mean, his job is to go out and you know make people laugh every every night of the week. Mm -hmm. But he always says before he goes out there, he doesn't plan anything because. There's always, you know, you look around at people and there's new, there's new people who are just like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. They're all like wide-eyed and kind of like looking around this crowd. Then you get people who are there for every show and it's great and he just plays off it and he plays off the crowd. And like he said, he just got back, he just got married to, uh, to his, uh, his wife, Stacey, and they just got back from Amsterdam. He said, I did three gigs this weekend. He went, I was so like tired from, from all the traveling and everything. He said, I don't think I told a joke. I literally just got on stage and went, I'm going to pick on this guy. And then from there, just rolled on, and then just like anecdotes and stories, etc. He said, "This guy looked like a werewolf." So I said, "There's a guy here who looks like a werewolf. I'm going to run with this." Um, and that's kind you of don't tell us how many in that. Yeah, because yeah. there were there were werewolves walking around in America, apparently. Oh shit! That wasn't one of those conspiracy <laughs> things. Was was it? <laughs> We've just gone full circle. Yeah, call back everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's so, a yeah, and, and like you say, the, the theater thing is. I mean. My, my day to day job, obviously, there's, there's like three and a half miles of cabling on the Buddy Holly story because we're all playing the instruments live. If something fucks up, people like it because it means that it's live. So many shows you go to on Broadway or the West End are on click track. You're not hearing what's, you're just hearing basically a band who did that and a load of guys who sang backing fucking three years ago and there's people miming on stage. I don't want to fucking watch that. I paid to watch theatre. I can watch that on the TV. Exactly, yeah. So that's that, that's so, our kind of our mindset. That, that reminds me of, I think it's uh, Progress for Last, um, mm -hmm. Doug Williams. Wrestling, I want to say Rampage Brown. Um, was it Rampage Brown? Oh, he was wrestling somebody, and anyway, and uh, Doug's on the outside, and he goes to get suplexed back into the ring, and he hits like his feet hit that uh, the lights, the lights, yeah. they're all shaking, and everyone's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I saw Paul Robinson do it at the end of the National Aggression Final. He got, he got up and kind of just like leant on the light for a second, and went. Okay, <laughs> just check if I'm not going to hit anything. Brilliant. And then did this amazing shooting star press, as only four of us can do. But that's yeah. jazz. That's the beauty of it. That's when, when you come to these shows that, I mean, I've been to the indie shows previously. You know, I used to go to UPW in Southern California and okay. see those guys. And when you see those elements happen, when you see that him hit the lights and you go, what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to yeah. do? And then you see the, like, him pointing at it or him going, like, yeah, fix these lights. Or, you know, <laughs> that's broken. Or those little moments that, you saw at this show in the intimate setting that no one else got to see anywhere yeah. or if you see that in wwe that it's too big and they don't have it anymore it's too scripted it's too structured yeah but that's the beauty of and it. i think it helps you progress as a performer whether it be as a comedian an actor or a wrestler if if something fucks up or something goes wrong or you have to ad lib ad libbing is learning about your craft because if something goes wrong well then what are you going to do you, you play off it right yeah. and so you get these brilliant performers and i mean Fucking every single one of our guys, like you know, from from Mark Haskins in Screw Indie Wrestling to uh, to, to to Zach Saber Junior, who's wrestling for the Progress Title tonight, and well, 
fucking fingers crossed he's going to get it back because we really don't want Jimmy to have that um, and you know, all these guys are kind of uh, are funny and charismatic like you know we're talking about variety and there's five star matches like no, Noam and Liguero are going to go out there today and they are going to fucking have no doubt tear the house down this oh, is the I need to explain Liguero to you who is there uh... He's basically the El Generico of England. That's probably the best way to describe him. I guess so. He was yeah. like he's he's often, you know, in independent shows around the country. He's uh, you know he's a fan favorite. He's like the kids like him because he's got a mask with horns, and you know, mm-hmm. he, and he's an amazing. He's a fucking so incredible wrestler. So if you do a show in Butlins or whatever, it's a different crowd because you're playing to you know the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. You come here and we we like embellished his character. We changed it. We made it darker. We made you know it more conflicted because. We, we, we didn't want him to be the El Generico of England. We wanted to have his own, his own identity. You gave him dimensions. Yeah, exactly. Him. And everybody should have d- dimensions, whether it be as a human being or a character. Uh, otherwise, you're just, just they're talking to people going, I have nothing to talk to you about. You know, that's A prime example we always use in the show, a guy that we love, but like a Kofi Kingston for the match. Sure. There's a guy, he's amazing. He's really exciting, he's a great wrestler, uh-huh. but they give you nothing as the character to latch onto. Yeah, sure. There's, I, no, there's no depth there. Somebody told me once this recently, they were like, um, basically, Kofi Kingston is, if they haven't got an idea of what to do with the Intercontinental title, they just put it on Kofi for a while. Mm-hmm. And he'll carry it for a while, and he'll have some great matches, and then, oh, we've got an idea. Uh, now yeah, we're going to put it on him. I think I, I made a meme that, this is, that uh, every year seems to be... This is the year of Kofi King. Oh my God, he's beaten the world champion. He's, he's that was amazing. Oh, Actually, uh, yeah. I genuinely, the WWE genuinely shocked me a few weeks ago. Because <laughs> I, I even said to my girlfriend, Kay, we were sat on the Sunday watching Raw, and I went, oh God, Kofi's going to job out to Randy, and this is going to be that. And then I went, oh my God, it's going to work. But yeah, that was the cool. fastest tap dance I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. Kofi wins, and I guarantee, uh, give it a month, and he will be again losing to... And yeah, superstars. it'll be in the, yeah, the, main, the main event yeah. of main event. And is that even on anymore? I don't know. Yeah, it is. I have to, it's one of the shows I do, yeah. But in, not to compare everything to WWE, but just in that what you're talking about with the character is that what they did with Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Like that, Loved it. it's because they they saying this is family. Yeah. They're, they're brothers. It's something to, for the crowd to latch onto. But they didn't turn him to fucking Dustin Rhodes. They let him be Goldust. Yeah. So then you were like, well, how does the dynamic work here between the two of them? And, and just for the record, I fucking love that theme music. The, co- the combination <laughs> oh, of the two. No, I can't stand it. See, it's, it divides it's, opinion, it's but that's good. It's the wrong, cause, right. Cause I, right, okay. So when I play the WWE games, I get really annoyed when they don't have the right music. Sure. I've played and, now with yeah. Tom, staying at his flat, and yeah. he Everyone. does. Like, Ray, Ray, Where's Ray, their music? Ray will come out Where is to, their music? to his music. Everyone comes out to everyone's music, no matter who they are. I find that music and put it on there. But um, before they were even a tag team, I made uh, Cody Rhodes and Goldust on the, it's the last WWE game. I made them a tag team. And I was like, right, okay. So I got my computer out. And I got, I started, I started with Co- with uh, Cody's music, so it goes, and then it, it goes, it goes so well, just into Goldust theme like that, and I was like, wow, they're just doing that. that oh, is, I love it. That is better. I love it My because it, it even goes to like the whole smoke and mirror thing, and I can see yeah. Goldust theme as this thing, massive block and little bits of Cody's thing coming through, and I'm like, I like that. That's multi. I, I like I, the multi. I don't that. mind the mashups, but that one just doesn't work. Any time, fucking Big Show comes out now, and you go, I'm expecting some like yeah. awesome or Jericho's shit, music, right, right, because they did yeah. it so many times. Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea where they're gonna go. With this I'm one. waiting for the whale. Any day now. Yes. Yes. Gonna happen. Well, I I love this this idea, the way that you treat it, because even the way that you talked about 
visually how you represent the show, that you want a certain look. Again, that's theatrically. You're thinking about the presentation of your show probably from most different, where most promoters will look at it and go, well, that works. Or I want to look classy. Yeah. And that's, there's no other elements to it. But you know that you want it to look good for the sake of home viewers uh -huh. and the sake of when people see it, they know exactly what type of show they're watching. They're yeah. watching a progress. That was another thing we were looking at at venues. It's like, how do we, we don't, we don't have a lighting rig. We don't want to use a lighting rig. We want the lighting to be in-house. So we had to look at a venue that had great lighting. I mean, here we've got obviously the spots and what have you. So it's, it's still kind of dark and it's still kind of a good atmosphere. But if somebody buys a, a you know, a, not a Blu-ray, like an HD download mm -hmm. and the ring looks really shitty, they're like, well, you know, it kind of, I guess it looks fun there, but if you can't see what the guys are doing, then there's no point in them, them doing it. They're just doing it. I appreciate they're doing it for the in-house fans, but we want the product to look clean. We want it to look, you know, visually exciting, but we don't want it to be like, yeah, I can't really see what they're doing. Right. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's got that good balance of underground, but still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you don't want it to be, you don't want it to be like, uh, there was this show, well, I, I, this is very good, there was a show the other week that I, I made fun of because they couldn't get a wrestling ring and they had a gym mat and oh, it was no. uh, Nikolai Volkov fighting somebody else on this gym mat oh. and I was just like, oh my god, that's Nikolai Volkov and he's wrestling on gym mat and I was like, boy, it's like in a gym and it was like, oh. that is what gives indie wrestling a bad name and then you just look at progress and it's the complete opposite thing. I, I, hope, I hope so, I, I, I like, I, that's kind of what we're going for and, and hopefully you, you'll experience it today and we're delighted, delighted to have you here. What's on the horizon for you? What, um, what do you what do you hope for in the next year that you what, can do with your we're, shows? We're, gonna, we're, we're taking the biggest step we're going to take is moving to a new venue, which is double the capacity. Which we were you know we were cheating people out of tickets. That was the thing. There's 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 a vibe of going well, it's very exclusive. We can always say we sold out, and mm -hmm. now we're going well, we're going to sell out double the venue, and we've yet to spend I think a penny on marketing because it's all been viral, it's all been social media, it's all been kind of like, you know, it's this thing that people talk about. And I love reading our, you know, ads on, on Twitter, where people will tell their friends and they tag us in it. Yeah. And the friends will be like, oh, I really want to get into British wrestling, but I don't know where to start. And people will be like, try, this is well, progress. This is exactly what happened to me. I was uh, with uh, Kat Miller from WrestleCore. Yep, sure, Kat. And she's like, oh, Judy Cat. Yeah, exactly, Judy Cat, that's the one. Actually, <laughs> uh, and she's like, you've got, you've got to go to progress. I was like, why, what's, what's this? She's like, no, I can't tell you, you just have to watch it. And, so then I think I went for like the next three. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's I, I haven't looked back and I have to go every, every, uh, every and it, show. Yeah, and do you know what, that's, that's the kind of vibe we wanted to create for, for completists as well. Like I've seen people like trading our DVDs between one another that are out of stock because they're like, no, I have to have the whole set. I don't want the box set, I want the original DVDs. <laughs> and like me, John and Jim, always they're individually numbered and we always get the same number every time. Like wherever I am in the country or Jim is, John will send us the DVDs when they just come literally hot off the press um, and we always have the same one. And I always have 23, uh, Jim always has 13. I can't remember, I think John has one. But it's that kind of, we're like it. We're like, no, 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 this is my progress pile. This is, this is our evolution here. See, that's and what I, I need a progress pile. I haven't got any DVDs yet. Well, we are looking at doing the box set, so that will oh, be the that is uh, that's on the horizon. So that's on the horizon. Um, uh, the, the venue change and just just continue to um, create storylines that people care about and characters that people want to invest in. And that's that's why we've you know with the exception of like Ricochet and Adam Cole, you know, came yeah. in for like one show. We don't do we don't do imports. We don't do we, we want to keep this. And it's no disrespect to any other country their talent, but we want to keep it about being British wrestling. We want people to invest in their own. But then um, you, you, you even like a guy you haven't booked for like like the first time Grado came, 
I was oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I was on a massive Grado high at the time. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, oh, I love the Grado. And then I'm, I'm there at Progress, and I've, I've just been saying, I was with Kat, and I was just saying, oh, yeah, have you seen Grado? I was like, oh, no, I haven't seen it. I was like, oh, it's so good, you got to see it. And then five minutes later, he comes up, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Grado! Yeah. And yeah. it's just at least surprising that you, can, it's, it's you don't need to go abroad. It's like if you've got, like, Rafa Villiers when he was at football, right. soccer. When, uh, when he no, had, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, when I'm here, good. I know it's football. Good. <laughs> That's good. Lesson number one. Um, <laughs> and when I go there, I know it's soccer. Because uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, we use our feet. Yes. Um, and it's herbs, because there's a fucking H in it. Eddie is our fan there, because that's yeah, one of yeah. I got um, an autograph poster. I'm yes, good. We, we love Eddie out here. Um, so Chelsea had this huge, huge squad, and he realised in order to keep everyone happy, he'd have to cycle the players in and out. And people kind of gave him heat for it because they didn't like like it they wanted just their best first 11 but he's also man managing and what have you we look at that kind of in a way in progress people want want to see guys come back but then there's, there's only we can't do 10 matches people get exhausted here by the end of this afternoon yeah. I will be exhausted uh, everybody yeah. here will be exhausted it gets quite warm as well it does matter yeah that we, especially we, I mean it's quite good that it's winter at the moment because in the summer it, I, I got back from really Barbados three days ago and I'm just like oh I'm so pleased that it's <laughs> fucking warm in here <laughs> normally I'm sweating like a pig I'm just like I'm enjoying this so much uh, so I'm looking forward to it being warm later on but yeah you've got to cycle in, um, everybody's got to have some prestige it's why for the natural progression series as well People trust us now to bring in the best young talent that they've never seen before. They, unless you go to like Rev Pro or you go up and down the country, some of our fans, I'd say the majority of our fans, probably don't watch a lot of other British wrestling because they just identify, as far as they're concerned, British wrestling is progress. Yeah, it yeah. happens, it's, it's, a, it's an event. Um, it's like how I used to think about the WWE. I was like, no, no, the WWE is the right way. Everything else is kind of meh, but right. just because I was cultured on it. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, what we're doing, we don't, you know. And that's I, what's popular. I mean, to your credit, that that's the other reason why. Like, you guys are the popular thing in town. I, 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 I guess. Yeah, and, and I think part of that is, uh, going back to what I was saying initially, like, it's, these are British guys. And people go, I didn't know British guys are I, I mean, I, I watch like you know, NXT maybe if they watch that or they see, yeah. you know, Regal, who's, mm -hmm. you know, fucking unbelievable, that man. Um, and, and a good friend of ours, actually. And you, see, you see, that's the kind of thing when Regal sends us a tweet or sends yeah, a Jim a tweet or whatever, yeah. and they're having a chat about how much Jim Smallman loves Phil Collins. He really does love Phil Collins, by the way. Question, um, William Regal, one day to progress. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd like to say yes. Imagine, oh, imagine the cheer that would get. I, I think that would everything. Yeah, we'd have to put a new roof on the place. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Scott would realise how over uh, William Regal is in England. I'm yes. trying to get William Regal to do panto. Uh, he wants to come and do. Because you don't get pantomimes over there. If, if, I, I haven't been to a panto since I was about six, but if William Regal was doing panto, I'd be there in a minute. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to see if I can get him in Blackpool, because uh, the Winter Garden's there. Because I think, yeah, fucking people pay a lot. Pantomimes basically where you take a, a fairy story uh, and turn it into a show. It's like Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella okay. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's like this, this principal characters where there'll always be a dame, which is a guy dressed up as a woman, um, or two dames if it's like the Ugly Sisters. And there's like, you know, the fun, the funny guy that everyone gets with, and there's Prince Charming, and then there's the princess. And it's a kind of a variety show, I guess, mm -hmm. in a way. Um, but it's like, it's very tweed, it's very Christmassy, and it's only ever on at Christmas. Um, and William Regal has just said, I was having a Twitter conversation with him, he's like, I'd love to do Panda, love to do Panda back in England. And I was like, what, what I can you, what would you make have him do in Widow Twanky, he's got to be Widow Twanky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And have that robe, the black robe with villain on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sold on the William Regal Panto now. Awesome. And uh, we have a, uh, well, uh, we've been talking for quite a while here, and uh, the show's about to start, so we better let yes. it go. Uh, just quickly. Close. 
Plugs. Uh, yeah. Plugs. Uh, Plugs. Me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Glenn underscore Joseph, uh, but that's not important. What you need to do is go and follow at this is underscore progress uh, on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash progress wrestling, or go to progresswrestling.com, which has all the information about tickets. If you're not on the mailing list, you won't get a ticket because they sell out that quickly. Um, or if you miss out, there's a waiting list there. There's merch, there's DVDs, there's downloads. We're getting really pushing the downloads. There's fucking amazing t-shirts um, that uh, Jim Smallman has designed. Uh, everything's, a, if, you, if in doubt, go to progresswrestling.com that'll send you on your merry progress way. And that's where we can get to the shows. If we're not in, if we're not yeah, here. Yeah, if you want to get the, the download, we, can, yeah, we run through a cycle payloads. Uh, you um, go there, uh, so go to progresswrestling.com, go to merch, DVDs and downloads. Are, are there. Payloads sounds similar to skinwalkers. What, Brandon Condon? Yeah. <laughs> Magnum Skinwalkers. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. And to Thanks. bring that full circle, that's about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is how you started the conversation about progress, about talking about comics. And uh, on that note, it has been uh, wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you very and, uh, much. And I'm sure we'll probably do this one day soon because I go to every progress show. Absolutely. A pleasure. Yes. Pleasure. That was Glenn Joseph from Progress Wrestling. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you happen to be in the London area, go to the show. Apparently, Chapter 12, the next show on March the 30th, is sold out. He's plugging it. But 600 seats in the new venue, sold out. Sounds incredible. I wish we could go. I, I, I wish we could, I could go again, too, and I wish I could take you there. But if we go, I hope, to, I hope that wasn't my first and only Progress Show Live it's an amazing experience. If there's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's wild. It's a wild time. Well, let's do it. Let's put it on the books for uh, 2015. Okay, all right. And if you can't go there live, then order the DVDs and uh, get their streaming shows live. Uh, ProgressWrestling.com. Uh, don't get the network yet. You got a buddy that's got the network. Well, well let well, him spend his ten bucks, and you get you. Scott, why shouldn't I bucks. get the WWE Network? I'm saying tonight. I'm saying get Progress Wrestling instead. And no, I know. Mooch off a guy like me. That's right, Scott. You were uh, fiddling around with it earlier, and I sat down and we started watching some of WrestleMania while we were watching Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were double dipping. Double dipping. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. It reminds me of the good old days when you get a, you get the old wrestling cardboard box and you start pulling out videos and DVDs. We're like, let's watch this one. Then let's watch this one. And never leave again. Oh, you mean my big cardboard box of VHS tapes? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the storage unit. That's right. We're going to have to convert all those to DVDs. Yeah. Ugh. What a pain in the ass that's going to be. Or we can all upload them to the cloud and they can be all become a, like, you know, when you die, you can either download yourself onto the internet or you can just die. What? It's just sci-fi. It's the singularity, right? That's when all the robots oh, But I haven't seen Helix yet. Oh, oh yeah. No spoilers. Oh, jeez. I'm no spoilers. sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, it looks like the thing in a lab. It's not. It's not? It's not. Oh. It's. I think it's zombies and people complaining about a virus. <laughs> I'm really, I don't really like this virus here. I got, I'm pretty sick, guys. Yeah. It looks if like it's a, I'd like, I wish it was a good show. I don't know if it is. It seems like it was a good show. It's by Moore, the guy who did Battlestar Galactica. Oh. He executive produced it. I don't know if he's right. Oh, throwing money behind the machine, huh? Yeah. Well, speaking of the machine, it's time for Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter.com and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets uh, to us at Curtain Jerks. And uh, these are just some responses. We got a bunch more, but, you know, we got a lot for this episode. So 
Here we go with these, the five count, friends of the show. They used to be wrestling a show, now they're the five count. Go check those guys out on YouTube. The five count says, the mental image of A.W. riding into your studio on a horse is quite hilarious. Quote, who the fuck is Mrs. Dad? Man, he should have been here for it. Yeah, being like the mental image, the real image was really striking. Yeah, that and that horse... Pooped yeah. everywhere. Yeah, pooped a lot. Yeah, there is just little green mulch balls of manure all over the place. As funny as that is to see on a ranch or in a zoo, something like that, when an animal poops. And there, if there's one thing about Scott and Steve, it's that we both hate, hate manure. Oh, more than Biff Tannen. Thank you. Or way Mad more. Dog Biff Tannen. Yeah, way more than Mad. No, just Mad Dog Tannen. Yeah, because he, he eats it. It's, it gets in his mouth. Doesn't it get in somebody's mouth in the second or first one? Um, I, just I guess remember, so. I just remember at one point he coughs, and then it's like, oh, he got a little manure in his mouth. And then he just lets out a big old turd. That's for sure number three. Yeah. Like, it's it's a big old droplet of, like, bleh. No. I hate manure. And I guess he goes through the, the paces to really find that out. Like, each oh, yeah. tannin each really tannin- tries to... Each indulge tannin, in manure. I think each tannin has his own existence with manure, but mm-hmm. then each one has a terrible Marty McFly activated, terrible, like scarring manure experience. Manure experience. And I think that's why Billy Zane only lasts in the first movie because he was probably going, I love manure. Oh my God, you guys, this is great. That's it. You're out of the futuristic gang. Oh, come on, guys. Don't you love manure, too? That's why you don't see Billy Zane very often. Everybody's like, "Not, I'm not okay with this manure thing. Yeah, no. Him and Eric Stoltz, they love manure. Yeah, that's why they're not a part of the Back to the Future franchise mm-hmm. anymore. And that's why that's why uh, Eric Stoltz gets knocked out in Anaconda super quick, and that's why uh, Billy Zane was the Phantom, because he loves shit. That's right. And that movie is shit. That's right. And then we got Planty1929 says... The last 10 to 15 minutes of the latest Curtain Jerks was brilliant. Was nearly in tears laughing. I, I don't know why this is so shocking to everybody. This is like, this these things happen to us on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because it's a low level or a mid like a mid-card wrestler who we don't have anything to say to doesn't mean that it's going to be very exciting when they show up. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes it's just really exciting. Yeah, sometimes it turns into madcap what I guess is hilarity to you guys. But, I mean, it was pretty shocking here in the studio. There's a bunch of horse shit everywhere. There is horse shit everywhere. And Mrs. Mrs. Dad ate all the fucking peanut butter cups. Yeah. And he just started shitting everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. He started making his own little peanut butter cups and he left them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta hire a janitor. Yeah, I, Jack is so uh, Jack Swagger is so big time now that he won't do any cleaning. No, he doesn't do any cleaning anymore. Just shuffling papers his, around. His big uh, excuse was like he goes for title matches, so why would he clean up poop? Yeah, Wednesday nights when he's here, when we record, like because he's not on tour. It's just, or Thursday mornings. Or Thursday mornings, he's just making busy. Yeah, making busy, like how that horse made busy in here. Yeah, made plenty of busy. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we appreciate the comments. And back to the WWE Network. This network. Okay. My experience is it's frozen up on me um, when... Okay, I got it on my PS3. Okay. Put it on the iPad. Okay. Won't work on the Xbox 360. Not at all. Not at all. Username, password, not recognized. Same username, password. I'm not retarded. 
I know. I I'm not. A, I'm not a stupid. I, I got it. You're not the. You're not what Eugene Dinsmore was implied to be. No, no, sir. Eugene Bischoff's more. Dinsmore. It was his name, Dinsmore. No, they just called him Eugene, but oh. he was supposed to be Bischoff Dinsmore. Yeah, Bischoff's cousin. No, nephew. I think nephew. Just what really got me was that they had turned that jacket inside out, and then they patched it on the back of that inside out jacket. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a white jacket. It was a members-only jacket. They turned inside out, and they mm-hmm. sewed it into the lining. And then I think also it was green for a long period of time. I can't remember if Tajiri spit on it or what. Like, then it was not cleaned. I'm surprised they didn't do the classic, he gets hit in the head really hard, and he turns into a bad guy. I really thought that. Well, I thought he was going to get super smart. Yeah. Oh, the, he turns into Damien Sandow? Mm-hmm. Maybe he is Damien Sandow, and we didn't see that car accident in between. Oh, my God. I think you're right. <laughs> oh, man. He was he was he was working on the uh, car when uh, they it got uh, backed up into Bret Hart into his ankle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, why don't you guys talk about the WWE Network? Whoa. I'm sorry. It sounded like a random fan just ran in here and said they wanted to talk about the WWE Network. Uh, security, <laughs> security! Watch out for that horse poop. Edge, could you do something about that random fan? This random fan right here. Yeah. He's hiding underneath your table. Would you like me to get him by the ankle? Whatever, by whatever means you can. We welcome Twitter comments. We don't welcome comments running in from fans. That just it makes us all feel very uncomfortable. And this is the time, as for you, a wrestler, that when someone jumps the rail, you can then beat the hell out of them. I completely understand. I will get this flashlight, and I will be underneath your studio table looking for that fan. Oh, all right. I hope it's not a long journey. Oh, God, you guys are squirrely down there. I... Why is this taking so long? Just talk about the WWE Network. God. Edge, he's right there. Edge, he's right there. Ugh. Where did he go? He went off into the guest uh, guest breakfast lounge. All right. Can I bring you guys back a burrito or anything? I would love a banana covered in peanut butter. You've got it. Thank you. That's going to be tricky. Yeah, I don't want anything. But... Well, I guess he said both of us. I should have spoken up. I'm such an idiot. Should have got Canadian bacon. Is that what a banana covered in peanut butter is? No, it's just he's Canadian, and so he'd know how to prepare it properly. How? Oh, is that a banana and peanut butter? No, just Canadian bacon. Oh, what's a banana covered in peanut butter? A banana covered in peanut butter. <laughs> Does it have a name? <laughs> well, you make it sound like Canadians have this innate ability to dip a fucking banana in peanut butter without getting their hands dirty. I just know it'll keep him busy, and, you know, he likes to keep his hands clean, and I don't know how he's going to serve it. Now, the WWE Network. Uh-huh. I, I When you were using it. When you were using it, it seemed like a pretty interesting interface. Um, It seemed like a pretty interesting interface. It is an interesting interface. It's... Uh, it's different on the iPad than it is on the PS3, but it's interesting how you can. It took me a little bit to figure out like where all the pay-per-views were, um, how you choose them, because it's categorized that if you choose like all WWE, then it says you know um, all the pay-per-view names, and then you have to click on it to choose which year you want. Or well, you could they just don't keep, just have them chronologically. They do, but then you'd have to go back and go back like if you. You want to see SummerSlam 98 or something, then you just keep going through, going through. But instead, you click on SummerSlam, and then you can see all the years of all the stuff. 
That's pretty cool. I'm constantly surprised. I keep thinking, well, they won't have that on there. There's no way that King of the Rings is on there. Oh, my God, the King of the Rings is on there. Well, they've got everything on there, right? Mm-hmm. I all, mean, didn't all... we immediately just search for Chris Benoit just because we? that's what we do? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think that's what everybody does. Like, oh, is there? Can you, can you look for him? Can you? Yeah, he's there. He, you can't search for him. Yeah, just search for the things that you know he's in. Y- yes. Like, he's in there, but you can't find him by name. But my experience with the PS3, when I first got this, everything was freezing. I tried to watch an episode of Legend of Wrestling that was an hour and 13 minutes, and it took over four hours to watch because it would freeze and it would glitch all the time. Um, Then I tried to watch Bash at the Beach 2000. I got 20 minutes in, which took over two hours, and then I'm like, well, fuck it. (laughs) It's now three in the morning. I'm going to bed. Uh, Do they have the round tables? That's what Legends of Wrestling is. That's what Legend. Okay. Yeah, they I have three. Ep- okay, they have three episodes of that. I watched one of them. It's a great. I love that show. I highly recommend it. If you can get it to work for you, watch it. Um, and then I tried to watch some of Judgment Day 2005 last night on my iPad. I think it worked fine. My mistake was I was watching it right before I went to bed, and I watched the build up and intros to the John Cena JBL I Quit match, which is just a blood fest. It's a cool match. But I remember them being in the ring and the ref holding up the title belt and thinking, I should have started here. And then I think I immediately fell asleep. asleep. It's sort of what I've always wanted in terms of wrestling, where if you watch a a wrestling pay-per-view and you see the buildup and like you get the best stuff in those video packages. But every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, man, that sounds really cool. Like they mentioned some storyline or a bunch of matches leading up to the pay-per-view. Yeah. And I feel like now you've got a little bit of a reference point. I think. I was joking with you earlier. What if the WWE Network was just a YouTube channel? If they did that, if they just had SEO terms, like so, so you're watching, um, uh, you're watching that Judgment Day with John Cena and JBL. Yep. Now they would have tags for every like clip or every sort of uh, episode leading up to it. Not skin tags. Not skin tags. Certainly not skin tags. Well, I guess what I'm doing right now is trying to put caramel all over a chocolate cake. I'm like, I'm gilding the lily at this point. Wow, the WWE Network, it's a digital library that you get to watch at any time. That'd be great, but I wish there was a little bit more crosshatching between the network and the things so you have a better reference level. But supposedly that works. Like, if I search for whatever, give me a search term to look up something. Like, okay. If you're, if you're thinking not just a dude's name, but give me like, uh, what do you want? What do you, Flaming what do you want? table. Flaming table. Okay. Scotty Flamingo shows up. All right. Do they have suggested things? Like when you put something in, it'll give you a su- like suggested yeah. search results? Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, so then I just typed in table. So then I get uh, tables, ladders, chairs, or stud stable. Ooh. Should I click on stud stable? Yeah, what is it? No results found. That's weird. <laughs> that is super weird. But then, oh, it went away. What happens if I just do – what happens when I click on tables, ladders, chairs? Oh, it's just the event from 2013. Oh, I, I guess they don't do individual – like you can't do chair shot or something like that. Hmm. Let's see about chair shot. Chair. Chance McQuaid. Uh, concerto. Tables, ladders, chairs. Electric chair. Chair shot. Click on chair shot. Um, all right. Uh, it appears to just be a bunch of different – uh clips so like um big show the first one that pops up is big show lands knockout punch through chair that's from a smackdown 
Uh, do they have uh, the Rock and Mankind's Royal Rumble chair fight? Well, we also have a Matt Hardy executes chair shot. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's from the Royal Rumble in 2009. Um, Edge uses a chair. Greg Kelly hits Batista with a steel chair. That's from SummerSlam 07. Was he wearing it like a glove? I don't know. <laughs> he might have been. Um, Heidenreich gets disqualified. Boy, there's the Baldies deliver three chair shots from Anarchy Rules and ECW. Oh, shit. All right. If this is just a super quick clip. Let me see. Let me see. Yes. I think it's going to be. This is amazing. It's just going to cut to this part. And no way out of 2000 that we've got a big show in the ring with the rock down. And here comes Shane O'Mac. The crowd's going crazy. A bunch of photographers are going towards Shane O'Mac. The WWF logo's in the corner. Earl Hepner just got punched in the face. The Rock hit Big Show with a chair. That's not what I was looking for. Here comes a rock bottom by the Rock under the Big Show. Oh, he's setting up for the people's elbow. There's a China sign. It's going to be it. This is the part I was I was totally thinking oh, of. Oh, man. That other ref is still punching Earl Hepner in the face. Tim White. Yeah, Tim White. He's been deceased several times. Oh, the, that's the, a good chair shot. The diving Shane O'Mac chair shot from No Way Out 2000. I love that chair shot. That's amazing. It cut right to it. It's like a, an hour, 57 minutes in. Oh, like right. It cut to that right in the pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, so, yeah, you, it was at this any clip point of, you could have rewinded back to the rest of that pay-per-view. Like it yeah. went directly to that spot. But Shane McMahon hits the rock with a steel chair, went right to that spot, gave you a little bit of a. It wasn't just the chair shot. Give you a little bit before that. I like that because say you're at work, you're watching the WWE Network. I was like, oh man, I really I missed that Shane O'Mac flying chair shot. Oh man, maybe I should just rewind and watch a three-hour pay-per-view right now here in the office. Yeah. Now this is just an ultimate test right here to see. Okay, I was gonna. I'm like, how how messed up is this network? I tried to type in brawn panties, doesn't show up, which is for the best. Uh, try puppies. Puppies. No, no puppies. No search items found. Okay, uh, try the cat. Oh. Seeing if that Armageddon clip is... Uh, Maybe. Oh, there's the cat. Oh, Jerry the King Lawler versus Steven Richards. No way out. Um, Oh, yeah. This is that... This is the show. Armageddon 1999, I believe. Oh, there's Ivory. She was lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Cheekbones. Good cheekbones. Yeah, great. She's like a sexy aunt. Good cheekbones. <laughs> great cheekbones. And then Jacqueline. Uh, now, this is a uh, a cocktail gown match in a hot tub? I, I guess. I'm, I don't really remember. I just remember the moment that had come after all this because I watched it live. It was like, <gasps> she took her top off. Did she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cat, the cat goes topless, and I think it's Slaughter or Patterson that then put a towel over her, and the crowd, boo. I bet they would. Is this the same Armageddon where they have that hell in the cell? Yeah. Mm. It's a good one. With uh, Rikishi getting chokeslam on top. So it's it's a uh, it, it works. It doesn't work. Uh, Xbox doesn't work. PS3 doesn't really work. I guess from an iPad or a desktop, works great. So, I'm confused. I want to get down to 
knowing what's happening with this thing. Yeah, I'm confused too. When does Cat take her top off? <laughs> it happens in a little bit. I saw this pay-per-view live. So did I. Yeah, I saw it on the old pay-per-view. And you didn't see her top come off? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Queer. <laughs> oh, you know, let's see. Ivory just got stripped. It's funny. I don't like... Are, why would they call it? What do they call this match? It's just a cocktail gown in. It doesn't even look like a warm hot tub. It, it's an above ground pool that's very small. Everyone kind of looks miserable and unhappy. I would guess it's not a hot tub. No, no. I think they just filled it with water. It's not a fun or flirty thing. Oh, she's drowning her. She's drowning that woman. Mm-hmm. Ivory is putting that other woman's head underneath the water. I think that's BB. Who is BB? BB was a character they tried to introduce as a super hot EMT. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a kind of good idea, I guess. <laughs> That's a kind of good idea, I guess. Anyway, we should get to the bottom of this WWE Network. Yeah, we should call the man in charge. Steve is distracted because BB is in a thong. Well, they just took her cocktail dress off. Mm-hmm. What's weird is... And now she's just getting up there and sort of standing around like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Now Ivory's trying to remove her bra's ear. Oh, I have trouble with that, too. Trying to unhatch... Unhinge the back like that. I thought you said you could do it with one hand. I used to be able to. I've had trouble with it. Yeah. I have to pause this. You can't. You yeah, can't. you can't. I can't. I've been talking just fine. I've been trying to move Yeah, but it's because it's out, it's out of your peripheral. No, it's not. I can see it perfectly. <laughs> you don't think I aim this more towards me than you? Well, maybe this is another problem with the WWE Network. People can just turn on WWE shows whenever they want and start distracting people. Like yeah. If I had an iPad in my car, I would probably be watching WWE all the time. I think you do have an iPad in my car. Yeah. Oh, no, that's where my radio used to be. That's a hole. That's right. Yeah. I'm so confused about iPads. Mm -hmm. I say we call Vince McMahon himself to find out what is the deal with the network. Why? Why there's freezing? Why there's inconsistencies? Like what's happened? I'm sure he can answer all of our technical questions. I'm sure he can. I'm dialing. Okay. Good. Oh, and it's ringing. Oh, good. Hello. Uh, Vince McMahon, this is Curtain Jerk, Steve Sears, and Scott Narver. Uh, Vince McMahon? Why? Why? Go to WWE.com slash help if you have any questions about the network. Uh, Vince McMahon, is it, I take it this isn't your first, uh, questions about the network you've received today. No, it is not. It is, it's been, I've been bombarded. Are you, are you embarrassed? I am, I, well, I am confused. I don't really know. I'm I'm with this huge switchboard. I'm trying to make all the matches work. Well, what match can I patch in for you? Uh, well, I wait a minute. Are you telling me that you're in charge of where the matches come from? This is very difficult for me. I I don't remember all these characters. I don't remember all these uh, wrestlers. I have uh, it's uh, it's, it's trouble because uh, then trying to make a switchboard for uh, deceased wrestlers doesn't work so good because uh, you have to, to contact voodoo spirits. And uh, bring their matches up. Oh, so are you trying to recreate all the matches that we see in the WWE Network Live? We're not actually watching the actual product. We're watching recreations of them? It's a giant switchboard, all right? You've seen phones in the 50s and telephone operators doing that. I'm all alone here. Okay, It's right. just me. I'm, I'm trying to make this whole well, goddamn thing work. Let me take this opportunity to thank you for plugging in Shane McMahon flying chair shot for us. We watched that just recently on the No uh, No Way Out pay-per-view. Well, you're, oh, you're welcome. Do you remember doing that for us? I, I do, and it's a pain in the ass because Shane's dead. Well, to me. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Oh, he's not really dead. I just don't like to talk to him. 
turned his back on me in wrestling. He should be the one running this damn switchboard. You know what? WD, if if Shane McMahon was unrolling this WWE network business, I think everybody would be pretty happy with it. I'm sure they'd be thrilled, and this would be way easier for him to understand. I don't understand technical stuff. You know what would be great? I don't do the app. What about if Shane McMahon did some sort of hardcore match uh, versus some wrestler who was fighting on behalf of everyone's complaints about the WWE Network. All right, searching for those terms right now. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't know if that is. Sorry, ex- no search results found. Not yet, right? Perhaps that's something for the future, Mr. McMahon? Shane McMahon is dead. What? To me. Oh, God. Each time you say that, really hits hard. Look, what other problems are you having? Is there anything else I can help you with this well, afternoon? I understand that PS, uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox 360 is not uh, registering the login. I don't pass- want the WWE Network to work for Xbox. Uh, no, Xbox. I don't want Xbox to have it. No, it's not Sean Waltman. It's Xbox. Yes, Xbox is not allowed to watch the WWE Network. No, that it's is a-, a rule I set in place. For all, anywhere that Xbox is, I don't want it to work. It's a gaming console. The colors are black and green. Uh, it's the Xbox. 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 X to the P to the A to the C. WWE Network shall not work for thee. All right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, besides that, though, a couple days later, it sounds like everything's working. It sounds like it was a bumpy rollout. It is a bumpy rollout. I, I mean... Everybody sets this thing up and they say, here, you run this while Triple H goes and does stuff on TV. While he goes and messes with Daniel Bryan and kisses my daughter on television. Would you rather be on TV kissing your daughter? Yes, I would. Okay. Yes, I would. I would rather be on television kissing Stephanie McMahon, my daughter who's alive. Yes. To me. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, well... I'm just a little surprised that you guys would unroll a product with, like, the demand was certainly there. Everybody's going crazy for it. I'm just a little surprised that you would unwheel it, un- unveil it to everybody without the sort of technical specs in place or a team on call ready to deal with all the issues. There's me! Yeah, I'm surprised that it's just you. I know that you People you're... said I changed the pay-per-view industry all by my own. So Absolutely. Say, Here, why don't you do this? And I said, uh, uh, all right. And, uh... Well, that's a, it's a little bit more overwhelming than I thought it'd be. Well, it's not the same as just you. Hold on, somebody right now is looking for Pete Gas matches. Okay. Just, uh, there we go. Uh, which one? Which Pete Gas? All, all I have on hand is uh, Mean Street Posse versus Kai and Ty with a SmackDown from 2000. Oh, okay. And uh, enjoy. There we go. Pat I heard that. Through. I heard that was a really good match. I'm sure it's a great match. Well, you know what, Mr. McMahon. While we're talking, if there's any other matches that are coming in that you're plugging, don't be quiet. Just let me know. We'll hear about it. We can tell our listeners about them. Well, all right. I, I will if I. I know if they come in. If they come in. No right. Uh, the other thing was, you know, China versus Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Championship. Here we go. Oh God. I... I don't know who, why, who, why would someone want to watch that? It's a, it's a, it's a very unusual match. Because they can, I suppose. Guitars and kitchen sinks and flour. Yikes. Uh, so the other thing is, you know, it's not about revolutionizing. It is revolutionizing the pay-per-view industry again, but it's not you at your dinner table at midnight putting matches together anymore. Now you have to be in front of a computer and an old-timey 1950s switchboard. I haven't slept since Monday. Really? I haven't slept. People keep wanting stuff. People keep wanting more matches. Hold on. Papa Shango versus Ultimate Warrior. Here we go. Jeez, is that a match? Uh, I, hey, by definition, no. <laughs> 
Well, Mr. Mr. McMahon, I I like that it also goes directly to points within a pay-per-view, and it's not a separate clip because it takes you actually to the media, to the actual source, the the pay-per-view itself. Yeah, this is what people wanted. They wanted to watch everything all the time, all at once. They they don't want pay-per-views anymore. So with that, you don't get a voice anymore. That's what I say. What What do you want on TV? What do you want to see? Uh, What's something you want? I guess good storylines and some interesting action. Nope. 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 I don't want that. Nope. If you pay $55 a month, that's what you get. Not anymore, pal. Ten bucks. You don't get a say in nothing. Yeah, I was about to say, how how can you tell what's doing good anymore? I mean, By what I say, what's doing good. Is there any way to count what pay-per-views are watched or anything like that? Nope. No? Nope. Is there any way that you could sort of do an advertisement on Raw and let people know, hey, this pay-per-view from 2003, and then see if it boosts numbers or anything? What's the point? Who cares? That pay-per-view's over. That's just 10 bucks in my pocket. I guess that's right, but I feel like you have a really good way to sort of gauge the fans' interest with this right now. Uh, yeah, and I tell them what they want, so it doesn't really matter. All right, well, that seems kind of commonplace You know what's the uh, main event of WrestleMania? What's the main event for WrestleMania? Whatever the hell I want it to be. <laughs> I guess you're right, Mr. McMahon. It can be a big jacked-up fella and a guy that's kicked me in the head. That sounds like what it's going to be. Yeah, that is what it's going to be. You want a little troll in there? You want a little garden gnome in there? Yeah, okay. Nope. No, no. Not going to happen. You know, you've done triple Vote with before. your dollars. Oh, only 10? You're only throwing a Hamilton my way? Not enough for to influence me. Uh, Jeez. If anything, this WWE Network sounds like maybe it's kind of insulated you guys even more. Hold on a sec. The Miz versus Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, God. Here we go, patching that through. Uh, well, Mr. McMahon, best of luck to you. I want to say... Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just want to let you know... Nobody uh, ever says that. Nobody ever wishes me luck. Well, you know what? You're, you this may... is a very strenuous job I have at the moment. It always sounds like you've got stuff figured out, but I want to let you know we support you, and even though you're making decisions without us, often you make the right one. Well, gee, that that really touches my heart. I mean, as sleep-deprived as I am and as hard that I've been working, would you like Daniel Bryan in the main event at WrestleMania 30? You know what? That would be incredibly generous of you, Mr. Vince McMahon. Yes. Yes, I No chance in hell. All right. Kiss my ass. Thank you, Mr. McMahon. You're fired. (laughs) Other things that I say. Search for him on the network and I'll play him for you. Thank you, Mr. McMahon. Oh, man. What a jerk. What a delightful jerk. <laughs> yeah, what a what a real charming asshole. A charming asshole. Oh, man. Corporate Kane and Vince McMahon not giving us anything we want. No. Except no. for this gigantic digital library. Uh, yeah, this incredible access to everything. Oh, man. Bash at the Beach 2000 really is a show that I'm excited to watch all the way through. That's the one where Vince Russo goes fucking crazy on Hulk Hogan. Really? They have the shoot. And then he leaves, and then there's That's another title Hogan match. Leaves? It's so confusing. I don't know what the real story is, but he calls him like a piece of shit, and he says you're worthless. And then Jarrett lays down for him in the ring, and Hogan just puts his foot on him and cups him, gets the title, and then he leaves the arena. And then later on, they have a real title match between Jarrett and Booker, I think. All right, it's uh, super crazy. Well, I'd like to watch that with you. That sounds like they hit a giant clusterfuck, and then they tried to book on the fly to rescue everything. Yes, and Ralphus was on the show. Do you remember Ralphus? Uh, is that the creepy guy? Yeah, I think is he was he the guy from ECW. WCW. WCW. So he was with Jericho for a while, and then turns out he was with Screaming Norman Smiley for a while. I don't know. Uh, well, don't worry. I'll introduce you to Ralphus, 
and then we'll introduce him to our audience because he's a guarantee that we will have him on the show in the way that we have 98% of our guests on the show. All right. Sounds good to me. Yes. Ralphus will be a guest on the show. So that wraps up another episode of Curtain Jerks. Man, you got to check out Progress Wrestling, everybody. Go to progresswrestling.com. Thank you to Tom Anstey for the help with all those interviews with the Progress Wrestling guys. Thank you, Glenn Joseph. Thank you, Tommy N. Thank you, Rosie Lee. And thank you, Ali Armstrong. It was so much fun talking with you guys and getting to know you guys. And I hope you listeners out there, you give Progress Wrestling a chance. Because the only thing I can compare it to is like an ECW now. That it's a wild show that you've not seen like anything else. But it's not ECW. It's got crazy good wrestling. And it's just it's a fun, funny show. So check that out. And... Tell us your stories about WWE Network, how it's working for you, because it is all over the place for me. Share it. Share. 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 Here, I'm sharing this with you, Steve. The cat's ripping off Ivory's dress. Thanks, Henry. Sure thing. So for Curtain Drinks, I'm Scott Darber. And I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.